Welcome, friends. You're listening to the Swears and Does Hair podcast for bridal hairstylists and makeup artists looking to take their business to new levels. Here we tackle topics such as mindset, finances, balancing business with motherhood, and healthy strategies to keep your body and mind supporting your business rather than holding it back. I'm your host, Sue Minsky, business coach for bridal hairstylists and creator of the Next Level Bridal Business Program. Thanks for joining me. I can't wait to dig into today's topic, so let's get started. Hey everyone, welcome to the Swears and Does Hair podcast. I'm Sue, your host, and today we are going to be talking about uh, mental health in the relation to what is holding you back. What lies are we telling ourselves that are uh, having a negative impact on our success, on our business, on our relationships, and on our lives? Because we all have the same potential within us. We may not have the same starting circumstances in life, but we all still have the same potential within ourselves to motivate us. And a lot of times what we do is we hold ourselves back from success because of certain lies that we are telling ourselves and uh, fear that we have inside of us that keeps us from taking actions that would better our lives. We have a lot of fear of rejection. We internalize this rejection and we keep ourselves from taking chances, from investing in ourselves and putting ourselves out there because we are afraid. We are afraid of being told no and being told we're not good enough. It's important if you want to be successful that you separate yourself from your business. Your own worthiness does not depend on the success of your business. You are amazing. You are worthy. You have value outside of your career. You do not have to judge yourself against your peers or your heroes. And we need to give ourselves grace to do and learn new things. But often we're telling ourselves these lies of I can't. And where does this come from? I know when I was growing up, my older sisters raised me. Okay, my parent, my mom passed when I was little. My father did not have the ability to take care of me the way that he should have um, that was healthy and safe. So my older sisters became my guardians when I was in middle school throughout high school. So I grew up with them. And often when we grow up around people, their mindset and their viewpoints on how they see the world rubs off on us. And my sisters both had a very strong, you can't mindset. And I didn't really notice it quite so much until I was an adult and outside of that 
And until I had been around my husband for a long time, who had a very different, very opposing mindset of, of course you can. Everything that I've come up with, every crazy business idea or challenge, or I've said, I think I want to do this. He has met that with, okay, so how do we get that done? How do we do that? What do I need to help and support you in, in order to achieve that? And it made me realize just how much I had been holding myself back in life earlier, telling myself and thinking of every excuse I could for why I couldn't do something, why that wasn't going to work. And I noticed when my sister's children came into adulthood that they had similar negative mindsets and it would drive me crazy. And I would hear them say, well, I can't do that. Well, I can't go to college. I don't have enough um, money to do that. And for a long time, I told myself, well, that's why I never finished college. That's why I never graduated because I couldn't afford it. And I realized that that was something that I internalized and I had told myself, well, I can't because of money. And it was a convenient excuse. And it was the same excuse that my sisters had passed on to their, their children, or at least one, one sister had to her children. Well, you can't, you can't afford college. You can't go. You don't have good enough grades to get a full ride. You can't, you have to work. And so that was the mindset that they grew up with. They never tried to get good grades in order to get into college or to get um, scholarships. My sister had a very negative mindset. Well, school's not the same as it was when I was younger. School is stupid these days. So what did her children grow up with? Well, school is stupid. School's not the way it used to be. School is so different. I can't afford college. I'm never going to go to college anyways. I'm always going to be working a minimum wage job, and I'm going to have to work my way up. My nephew came to live with me, and it lasted for about six months. And he wanted to have his own lawn care business. And he had an old um, lawn mower that he had brought down from Connecticut with him. And he was like, I'm going to do that. And I was like, well, we have a great neighborhood for that. You know, everybody has big lawns and most people don't mow their own lawns. Most people hire it out. So you won't have to go very far. You, there's a huge little subdivision in our, in our neighborhood. I'm sure you can pick up some great jobs within the area. Let's write you out a business plan. And I sat there and I tried to go over with him. Okay, well, well, how are you going to market? Well, I'll just walk around and knock on doors. I'm like, well, I don't know. Maybe let's look, look at maybe developing a flyer. Let's put something together for you. And, and are you going to offer these services? Are you doing all landscaping or just lawn mowing? And well, this, you know, this uh, lawnmower needs some work. And every single thing that I brought up, he had an immediate negative answer for, well, why my idea wouldn't work and he just needs to do it the way that he wanted to do it. And it was incredibly frustrating. And I said, okay, you know what? That's fine. I'm going to let you, I'm going to let you do it yourself. All right. If you want help, I'll be here for you. And he held himself back so much because rather than seeing the challenges that I had presented to him saying, okay, 
well, let's figure this out. How are we going to plan for this? He would just say, well, that's not a problem right now. I said, okay. But when it becomes a problem or it becomes a question that somebody has for you, how are you going to answer? And he just kept telling himself, well, I can't. Well, I can't do that and I can't do this and I can't do that. And so you know what he did? Nothing. He never started his business and he went to work at Smoothie King and he made minimum wage until eventually he had to go back home and live with his mom. And the moral of the story was he didn't have the right mindset. He just kept telling himself, well, I can't do this. I can't do that. Well, I can't offer additional services because I can't afford to get these things, these additional tools. I can't do this. I can't do that. And so he held himself back from the potential success. And you might be thinking, well, I already have my own business and I'm already successful at that. I'm not telling myself these lies. But a lot of times we are and we don't realize the mindset shift that we need to make to overcome what's really holding us back. So today I want to talk a little bit more about the fear of rejection because I think that's one of the biggest things that hold us back is we are actually fearing being rejected. And so that is why we tell ourselves we can't. We can't do this in our business because we're not good at that or because we don't know how to do that. And instead of saying, okay, I don't know how to do that, instead of just recognizing that and finding a solution to overcome it, we just stop at, I don't know how. And we think that if we can't do it correctly and we can't do it perfectly, means we can't do it at all. Have you ever heard of the imposter syndromes? Well, as a coach, I take coaching advice from other coaches. I have been a hairstylist and a makeup artist for the last 15 years. I've run my own business. I know how to market. I know how to book brides. I know the business side of things in and out. The beauty side of things, I've spent the last decade and a half perfecting and continuing my education to learn and to do and to get better at. But coaching is something that's new to me. And instead of saying, well, I don't know how to coach other people, I can't be a coach, I said, well, if I want to be a coach, I have to learn how to do this. So I take coaching education, I've taken courses, and I have a one-on-one coach. Okay, and in this coaching program that um, I'm doing, we were talking the other day about imposter syndromes. And she put up four or five different archetypes for different types of imposter syndrome. And it is a lie that we tell ourselves about why we can't do something. And the basis of it is that we are being, uh, we are fearing being rejected for not doing something correctly. Or we tell ourselves, we'll be rejected if we don't do this. Or if we try to do this. Who am I to try to do this thing? And there were two that stood out because I identified with them really strongly. And one of them was the perfectionist. And I think a lot of people in our industry can probably identify with this. And the reason that... um, 
we are holding ourselves back is that we keep putting things off until it's perfect. We say, well, if it's not perfect, it's not good enough. And if it's not good enough, then I'm not good enough to put that out there. So every time Instagram comes out with a new tool, Reels, that's the most recent thing. So it's an example that I use a lot because it's new. So it's something that a lot of people struggle with. We say, well, this reel isn't perfect. So I have to keep refilming it and refilming it until it's perfect. And then if it doesn't ever get to perfect, then we just get frustrated and we never post it. Or we have all of these ideas and we try to do it. And it doesn't look as good as somebody else who's posting reels all the time. We compare ourselves to what we see. And we think, well, it's not good enough. It's not good as theirs. So I'm not going to post it because it's not good enough yet. And so there are hundreds of opportunities that we delete from our lives when we delete those reels off of our phone. And we never even put it out there. We never even try. We're denying ourselves the opportunities because when you put yourself out there, there's the chance that somebody's going to say, that's not good enough. And we don't want that. But there's equal opportunity for somebody to say, thank you. That's exactly what I needed to hear today. And I fear that a lot too myself. It may seem like I don't. And here I am sitting here having this conversation with you over this podcast about what's holding you back and the fear of rejection. I'm human. I go through this too. There are so many opportunities where me as a perfectionist, I redo and redo and redo. I have a big fear of being rejected for not coming across as having all of my shit together. And in the last two years as a coach, I know that I have squandered hundreds of opportunities to connect with new hairstylists and makeup artists, to grow my business, to to take on new coaching students and to help them grow their business and start making more money and have more flexibility and more freedom and stop overthinking and overworking. And here I am sitting overthinking and overworking and redoing things over and over because I have this perfectionist imposter syndrome. And it's something that I want to bring awareness to because I've recognized it within myself. I realize and I admit out loud to myself and now to the world that that is what has been holding me back. And it's a big goal for me in 2022. If you haven't seen a theme to my podcast episodes in the last several weeks, a lot of it has been about mental health, okay? And I realize that this imposter syndrome has been about um, has been holding me back. Okay. It has been what has squandered opportunities in my life. And I want to help to bring awareness to other people that they may be doing this to themselves because I wish I had heard this a long time ago. I wish I had surrendered some of this perfectionism and learned more about imposter syndrome and how to overcome that a long time ago, because I feel like my, my business would be much more successful and not just for my own sake, but there are so many more people that I could have helped between now and then. And so moving forward is my challenge to myself. I say this in my podcast all the time. I challenge you to look at things this way. I challenge you to try this. Well, this is my moment 
to stand here before you and say, I am going to challenge myself to overcome this perfectionism, this imposter syndrome, and this fear of rejection. I'm going to stop telling myself the lie of if it's not good enough, it's not worth putting out there. And if it's not worth consistently putting stuff out there, that I am somehow less of a person because it's bullshit. It's so untrue. The messages that I get from people are so humbling and so rewarding. When somebody hears something in my podcast, and it might be weeks after I posted that um, that episode, but I'll get a message from somebody who's like, hey, I just listened to this message or this podcast and the message in it, and I just wanted to say thank you so much because it came to me at the right time. I, it was something I needed to hear today. Or posts that I post on my Instagram or reels. It might be weeks later, but there are comments that people make or messages that people say that says, you know what? This really helped me. I needed this. I needed to hear this. Thank you. And it feels so good. And it reminds myself that I am amazing, that I am worthy. I have value outside of my career and I have value to other people. And I don't need to judge myself against my peers or my heroes. The people who get 10,000 views on their reels. I don't need to compare myself to them. The people who get a million views on their reels. I don't need to compare myself to them. The people who are winning the one-shot awards and booking classes all over the place and blowing up everybody's feeds. I don't need to compare myself to them. I don't need to compare myself to the other people in my industry who do exactly what I do. And that's help other people grow their bridal business. I can do that just as well as them in my own way. And the people who resonate with my message are the people who I want to work with. They are the people who are going to get the most out of working with me. Not the person who gets, you know, so much from their message and maybe a little from me. Well, then they should work with that other coach. But the people who really resonate with my messages are the ones who should work with me. And so I don't need to compare myself. And so if my stuff doesn't look like theirs, fuck it. It's okay. So when you are sitting there and you're comparing yourself, remind yourself, you don't have to be perfect. You don't have to have everything figured out. It's better to start and to just do something and get better at it over time than to never start at all. If you're a hairstylist, did you come out of the womb knowing how to style hair? No, you had to learn. That first updo you did was probably tragic, but you got better. You kept trying. You still put it out there. The first wedding I booked, it wasn't horrible, but it wasn't great. In 15 years, I have grown and I have learned. I have challenged myself. And now I'm really damn proud of my work. I'm proud of what I did too as a beginner, but it wasn't perfect. And I didn't try to be perfect back then. I didn't worry so much about being perfect. 
I just wanted to do. I just wanted to create. I just wanted to do makeup for people on their wedding days. When I started hair, I just wanted to do hair. And I did everybody's hair that would let me. Anybody sitting still long enough, ask my 13-year-old, okay? He's got long hair down to his shoulders. And there isn't a time that goes by that he lays his head in my lap and we're watching TV or something like that, that I don't just sit there and absentmindedly start braiding. Like literally anybody who sits still long enough, my hands will be in your hair and I will be twirling curls or braiding or doing something because I'm passionate about it and because I love it. Do I try to be perfect? No. So why do I try and put that level on myself of perfectionism in this, in my coaching business? It's crazy. And if you're somebody who realizes, shit, I do that to myself too, well, I challenge you to join me in releasing that fear of rejection and remembering how amazing and how worthy we are of helping the people around us. Whether that is from giving business advice or just being there on their wedding day and doing their hair or doing their makeup, we're still helping people. We're still touching lives. So it doesn't have to be perfect. Put yourself out there. It's okay. If somebody says no, then it wasn't meant to be. Don't try and force it. The other type of imposter syndrome that I recognized in myself is the natural genius. And now it sounds even arrogant to say that out loud, like natural genius, like, ooh, snooty bitch. Like you think you're, you know, you're so smart. Well, I'm the kind of person who is used to doing things well the first time. I struggled to make friends with girls growing up because I was good at like a lot of things really naturally. And it continued into my 20s. I was actually in my 30s. I was 31 when I went to cosmetology school. And here I was with all of these teenage girls fresh out of high school or, you know, I've been out of high school for a few years. And... I took off really quickly, really well in cosmetology school. And they were all like, oh, little Miss Perfect. Got to do everything good so well, you know. Like it was it was really hard for me. It was really hard on me mentally to be like, well, I'm sorry. I'm just naturally good at things. And so I got so used to that throughout my entire life that when I don't do things really well the first time I try them, it's really hard for me because I'm like, Ugh, why can't I do this? What's wrong with me? And I instantly start thinking of myself really negatively where I'm like, oh, I can't do this. What's wrong with me? There's, there's, there must be something wrong with me because I'm just, I'm just naturally good. I don't have to work very hard at things. They just, they come to me naturally. And it's ridiculous because nobody is good at everything. Nobody has stuff that just everything comes to them naturally. But because I have a pattern of many things, not everything, but many things coming to me naturally very easily the first time when I run into an opportunity where it doesn't, it's hard. It's really hard for me to overcome that. And so when I put out my course, Next Level Bridal Business, the very first time, it was hard for me to get feedback and to look at areas where I needed to improve. Um, 
because I was like, okay, you know, I have all this great, amazing information. And then I had to sit back and look at it and be like, well, maybe I'm not necessarily presenting this the right way or a way that's going to be helpful to the majority of people. Maybe the way that I'm presenting this is really only going to be helpful to people who see things the way that I see them. And I had to take a step back and be like, okay, that doesn't make me a bad educator. It doesn't make me a bad coach, but maybe I need to refine how I present this information. Maybe I expect everybody to have a certain level of understanding of different concepts and topics. And maybe I need to refilm some things. Maybe I need to go over things a little bit more, um, a little differently, a little more in-depth or a little less in-depth. And so I held myself back from a long, for a long time from helping people because I wasn't able to shift and be like, well, maybe it's not the, the perfect way right off the bat. Maybe this needs to be reworked a little bit. And I've come a long way in the last few years with going through things and being like, okay, let me let me reevaluate. What, what are people not getting? What do people still have questions about? What additional resources can I create um, based around that? I'm not a bad coach because somebody still has questions after that topic. What else can I do? So instead of letting it hold me back, I'm actually using it to say, okay, how can I be better? What can I do differently? Because I'm still learning as a coach. And every day when I wake up, it's my goal to get a little bit better at that rather than just expecting you like, well, I'm going to coach now. And so I must do it all perfectly from the beginning. Like I put way too much pressure on myself for that. And I know that it held me back for a really long time. And so you might be somebody who kind of um, identifies with that. You know, if you just been really good with doing things before and now you are sitting there in a hair class and they're teaching you something and it's something you've never done before or a new way of doing something and you're not getting it right away, don't be so hard on yourself. Just practice. Practice every day and give yourself the grace to say, you know what? I'm going to learn something new. And every day is an opportunity to get a little bit better. And every day you can decide, am I comfortable staying where I am? Or do I want to grow? Do I want to get better at this or is this good enough? Some people use money as a motivator and some people use money as a barrier. But money is just a tool. All right. So money should not be the reason why you are wanting to do something and it shouldn't be what holds you back from doing something. So money should not be the motivating factor on why you run your business or why you take a client or why you take a booking. If you have somebody who is willing to pay you money but isn't a good fit, we fear 
being rejected by them by from telling them that we have a boundary. So let me see if I can come up with an example on the fly here. So say you have a bride and she says, okay, um, I want to book with you, but I'm not willing to pay XYZ fee. And so we fear being rejected by that bride by saying, no, I can't do that. This, this is what the fee is. Because we're motivated by money, we want that money, and we fear being rejected, and we fear losing that money and being rejected by that bride for holding our ground on our policies and our boundaries. And we're so scared of losing that money because that is what's our motivator. And so we say, okay, yeah, sure, well, I'll do that. I'll take that fee off then. Rather than saying, it's okay if this doesn't work for you and you want to work with another artist. I'm okay with that. And letting them reject you and go with someone else. We're scared of that because we take it personally. It makes us second guess ourselves that we are not good enough to work with even though we have that boundary in place. So we start to question our prices and we start to question that boundary because we're so motivated by that money and that fear. Whereas if we eliminated that and we realized that money is just a tool, it's an exchange of energy and time and we use that to grow our business and we use that to feed our family and clothe us and take care of our needs. But it is not the sole motivation for why we do what we do. And we can, we can be comfortable in ourselves and saying, okay, this person is going to reject me because they're not the right client for me. The right client will book in instead. And we're holding ourselves back from the opportunity of working with somebody who's a better fit for us. Because we are, we're like, oh my God, no, if she, if she says no, then there must be something wrong with me. Because if there was something, if, if there wasn't anything wrong with me, she would say yes. And she would pay whatever I, I told her because she would want me that badly. The right people will. The wrong people won't. It won't matter. If it's not a good fit for your business, you won't be able to overcome all of their things. You can continue to bend over backwards for them and it's never going to matter because they're not the right fit for your business. They're the right fit for somebody else. So you have to let go of the fear of being rejected by the wrong people. It's like trying to chase a bad relationship. You keep thinking, well, if I change myself enough to be what they want, then they'll want to be with me. No, they won't because that's not who you are. The right person wants to be with you, with who you are. And it's the same thing with our clients. The right clients already want to be with us as we are. We don't need to change things for them. We can have our boundaries in place and they will still love us. They will still want to work with us. And who we are as a person has nothing to do with our business. That's just, that's just what we do for work. That's just our job. 
That's not who we are. We have a love for our job. We have a love for our clients and we bring a lot of passion into it, but we are not our work. We are not our job. We can fail at our job and not be a failure. We can have an unhappy client and still be a good person. We can still be an exceptional hairstylist or makeup artist and have a person who's just picky as fuck, who just, there's nothing we can do to make them happy. That's fine. That doesn't negate the hundreds of other people who absolutely love our work. It doesn't make us less of a person. And so we need to stop fearing being rejected by these people and instead understand that we are not our business. Money also is a tool that helps us grow our business. Yes, it's the reason why we work. We have a business in order to support ourselves financially. But it is a tool that we use within our business. A curling iron curls hair, but it's a necessary tool that we use to create styles. Money is the same thing. It's a tool that we use to create levels of success for ourselves. And a lot of times we fear money instead of using it. We fear not having it or we lie to ourselves and tell us that money is the barrier between us and our next level of success. We fear the money rejecting us. Money is a tool, it can't reject us. So when you invest in yourself and you invest in your business and you start seeing money as that tool to grow your business, you get more creative on how you use it. If you only had just one size curling iron, one style curling iron, could you only create one look with it? No. We get creative. We start using that one tool in new ways to create new things. As a makeup artist, if we had one palette, we could probably create so many different looks still because we're looking at that as a tool to create different opportunities for ourselves, different, different outcomes. And money is the same thing, but so many of us fear it. We, we tell ourselves it's a reason why we can't do something. Well, I don't have the money for it. Or instead, if you looked at it as a tool and you say, okay, this is how I'm going to create this opportunity. You can do so. Every single time I invested in myself and in my business, I've quantum leaped ahead. Every time I have said, I don't know how to do this. And I don't want to spend the time and waste the time trying to figure it out on my own. I need to learn this new school and I've or new skill, I've paid somebody to teach me that new skill, I have quantum leaped further ahead in my business. Whereas if I just sat there and I tried to teach it to myself. So if you're, you're scared 
of not knowing something, you can either choose to figure it out on your own, or you can choose to use money as a tool to learn how to do it faster, which is why I think it is so important that no matter what you do in life, you are reinvesting in yourself to learn new things. And whether that is learning business skills or artistic skills like hair or makeup or investing in yourself with quarterly retreats or vacations or taking a class somewhere at, you know, like a local college, taking an art class, doing something solely to further your knowledge in something or further your skill in something and not using money as a barrier of why you can't do something. If I had stopped telling myself the lie of I can't afford college, where would I be today? If I had said, okay, I can't afford to go to college full time right now, but that doesn't mean I can't graduate. How more creative would I have been in finishing and getting those classes? All I needed was two more years and I would have had my degree. But I told myself, I can't continue. I can't afford. Instead of looking for opportunities for how I could. Instead of saying, well, taking six years to get two years worth of classes under my belt at least gets me a degree rather than not taking any classes at all and never getting my degree. So because I was lying to myself, I held myself back. So I want you to kind of sit back and think, what is holding you back? What lies are you telling yourself that you can overcome? What new way can you look at the world? What new way can you look at the challenges in your life and find what is motivating holding yourself back? What are you scared of? What do you fear? What is the worst that could possibly happen if that went the way you want it to? A lot of times people think, well, if things happen that I want, what are all the good things that'll happen? What's the worst that could happen? That usually helps you to figure out, well, what are you actually afraid of? Why aren't you actually going for that goal? You're afraid of something happening if it goes the way you want it to. Otherwise, you would go for your goals. Something is holding you back. What are you actually afraid of? What lies are you telling yourselves? So that's it for this week's podcast. I hope that I've inspired you again this week to look at the world and to look at your challenges a little bit more differently. Find out what is going on in your brain that you can work on. What can you challenge yourself with this week to grow and to become a better business person? Because even just becoming 
a more knowledgeable human becomes a better business person. I don't care if it's as simple as taking, you know, a woodworking class or a pottery class. You're learning something new and you're training your brain to rewire itself, to work in new ways. And that will inspire something along the road to help you become a better business person. So thank you so much for spending the time and listening to me today. I hope you have a wonderful day. If you've enjoyed this week's episode, please send me a message on Instagram at Beauty Biz Collective. I would love to hear what lies you're telling yourselves. What is holding you back? What are you really afraid of? And maybe we can help work with you or I can help work with you to overcome that challenge and to view a solution instead of the lies. So thank you so much for listening. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you feel empowered, knowledgeable, and capable of handling anything that your business throws your way. Don't forget to subscribe to get access to new episodes as they are released each week on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Love today's episode? Let me know. Leave me a review and tell me what your biggest takeaway was from the conversation. Have a request for a future topic or someone you'd like to hear me interview? Find me on Instagram at beautybizcollective and drop me a DM. And if you're hungry for more actionable content to help you grow your bridal business, go to www.swearsanddoeshair.com slash bookmorebrides to sign up for my free on-demand training and learn how to book better quality brides faster, easier, and with less stress.